This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Today on the newscast, U.S., U.K., and Israeli officials all agree that Iran was behind the deadly drone attack on an Israeli-operated ship last week. The big question now, how will Israel respond? Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast. We've got some major updates for you on the rapidly developing story the Iranian regime directing a deadly drone attack against an Israeli-operated ship last Thursday night, July 29th. Two crew members left dead. A major escalation in that ongoing shadow war at sea between Iran and Israel. Now, U.S., U.K., and Israeli officials are all saying that Iran was behind this deadly attack that left a Romanian citizen, the captain of the ship was of Romanian origin, also a British citizen, dead. And by the way, Romanian officials are also saying that, yes, Iran was behind this attack. We are going to get into all of the latest details. First, a quick review in case you missed it, what exactly happened late Thursday night, July 29th, late at night, a drone or perhaps multiple drones, that's not quite clear yet, flew into this ship, an oil tanker. Now, it is called Mercer Street. That's the name of the ship. It is a Japanese-owned ship, but it is operated and managed by an Israeli company called Zodiac Maritime. Now, an Israeli businessman, A.L. Ofer, owns this company, very wealthy businessman and philanthropist, so an obvious target for the Iranian regime. We have seen this time and time again over the past few months. Not only Israeli-owned, but Israeli-operated vessels at sea targeted by the Iranian regime. So Iran immediately was the prime suspect in this attack. Number one, because this was an Israeli-operated ship, and this fits the MO that we've seen since February of this year, the tit-for-tat attacks at sea, in particular in the Gulf of Oman, the Red Sea, and in those areas. That's first. Secondly, the means of the attack. Drones were used, and folks, we've seen this time and time again over the past several months. The Iranian regime and its proxies in the region using drones to attack U.S. interest in Iraq and attack the Saudis uh, in Saudi Arabia, the Houthis in Yemen, using that Iranian drone technology to launch multiple attacks against Saudi Arabia. So where there's smoke, there's fire. Number one, I guess you would say Iran immediately the prime suspect in that regard, judging by recent history and their activities. But secondly, now after reviewing the information and the evidence over the weekend, United States, UK and Israeli and Romanian officials, as I mentioned, all came to the conclusion that yes, this was an Iranian operation. Now, I made the point on that Friday newscast that this is a major escalation 
in that ongoing tit-for-tat between Israel and Iran at sea. And the reason is obvious. Two people were killed. In the previous exchanges between these two nations, mines were planted on ships, missiles were fired, but no one was killed. This attack last Thursday night, clearly in the eyes of Israeli, U.S., and British officials, crossed a clear red line. I think strong evidence of that was apparent over the weekend. The U.S. and the U.K. issued unusually strongly worded statements condemning the Iranian regime and warning of consequences. Today, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson called the attack outrageous, pointed the finger squarely at Iran. Now, Israeli defense and intelligence officials had a pretty clear indication from the outset that this was an Iranian attack. Look, it fits the MO of the Iranian regime, obviously. Iran, of course, is denying any involvement. An Iranian foreign ministry spokesman said today that suggestions Iran was involved in this deadly drone attack are ludicrous, that Iran will respond immediately to any attack against Iranian interests. And that brings us to the big question, how will Israel respond? Will there be perhaps a coordinated response. As I mentioned, uh, the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, the British Foreign Secretary, both had unusually strongly worded statements against the Iranian regime, warned of consequences. I say unusually strong because, folks, let's face it, we've talked about this a lot here in the newscast over the past several months. The U.S. in particular, under the Biden administration, has been tiptoeing around the Iran issue because they are desperate to re-enter that disastrous Iran nuclear deal. There's been some appeasement going on, to say the least, when it comes to Iran and the Biden White House. So to see this strong statement was striking to me. Uh, Israel is reportedly discussing with the U.S. and the U.K. how to respond. And according to some media reports we're seeing out of the Middle East, the U.S. and the U.K. have, quote, greenlit an Israeli response. And they're saying, hey, do what you need to do. So the big question now, how will Israel respond? When will Israel respond? Well, top Israeli officials, including Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett, are saying we will respond and we will respond in a serious manner, in a place and at a time of our choosing. Israel reportedly looking at a variety of options in terms of a response, according to one Kuwaiti media report. Uh, Israel could perhaps strike. The obvious target would be an Iranian ship at sea, perhaps an Iranian port like Bandar Abbas, which is a major port. But you can bet that a strong Israeli response is coming. The other big question here is what happens now to the Iran nuclear deal? Two things to keep in mind, folks, before we go. Number one, Uh, Those nuclear talks between the Biden administration and Iran, these are indirect talks that have been taking place in Vienna. They've been on hold over the past few weeks as the new, the newly elected, quote unquote, Iranian president, Ibrahim Raisi, is waiting in the wings to take office this week, August 5th. On Thursday, he will ascend to Iran's presidency. Now, Raisi has been known as the Butcher of Tehran. Alternately, some call him the Hangman of Tehran. He has the blood of Iranian dissidents, reportedly thousands of Iranian dissidents and political prisoners on his hands. Now he is ascending to Iran's presidency. Just so you know, Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khamenei 
is still the ultimate authority in that country. But Raisi is seen as a close acolyte of Khamenei and also as a possible successor to the Supreme Leader, who, by the way, is over the age of 80 years old and has had severe health issues over the years. So I believe Raisi's ascension to the presidency is a major, major event, especially in regards to Iran's posture towards Israel and towards the West and towards that nuclear deal. There's been some reports in the past week or so that U.S. officials are kind of pessimistic right now about the chances of that Iran nuclear deal uh, being reborn. And folks, to me, that's a good thing because that deal is an absolute disaster. Uh, But U.S. officials are losing hope, especially with Raisi coming into office, that a nuclear deal, an Iran nuclear deal, a revamped version of it will come to fruition. That's something to keep a very close eye on. And of course, now that Raisi is taking office, you have across the board at the upper echelons of Iran's leadership, hardliner after hardliner, completely manned by radical Iranian revolutionaries from the Supreme Leader to the President on down. The Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps, of course, power brokers as well, who answered directly to the Supreme Leader. Now Raisi will be in lockstep, and their messaging will be coordinated and airtight. Is this attack on an Israeli-operated ship, with which, hey, is clearly an escalation. Iran knows that as well. Was that a signal from Iran that they're ready to up their game, so to speak, and begin targeting Israeli interest and perhaps U.S. interest in Iraq as well, and, and walk away from those nuclear talks in Vienna and just take a completely radical hard line that is a distinct possibility. So we will keep a very close eye on this, folks. Now, I know this isn't the most pleasant news to start your week with, but hey, I think you'd rather know than not know what is developing in the Middle East right now and how it affects you. Even more importantly, I want you to be encouraged, not discouraged, because the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob still sits on the throne today. And guess what? His word is very clear that when it comes to Israel, he neither slumbers nor sleeps, especially in these prophetic Bible times in which we are living in right now. Hang in there. Be encouraged. God Almighty is still on the throne. Thanks for joining us here today on the newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.